salon. It's perfect for money laundering. It's a high volume, cash preferred business with a discreet workforce. I mean, nobody does misdemeanor nothing better than Mrs. Mukjayaporn and her gals. Mr. Goodman. Saul, please. Now, for the lady of the house, drum roll, please. How about a lifetime supply of French manicures and enzyme peels? Oh, huh? yeah, go ahead, pinch yourself. <laughs> We're not buying a nail salon, Mr. Goodman. We're getting the car wash. I'm sorry. Am I missing something here? I mean, uh, didn't you already try that? Yeah. I mean, Walt told me that you, uh, you took a run at this Bogdan character and he wrestled you into submission with his eyebrows. Ten million, that was the asking price, right? Apparently, he upped it to 20. Wow, nice negotiating. Yeah, I mean, hey, you bombed, it happens. You were smart to call me. Now, you just sit back, relax, and let a professional take over. That's for me. Excuse me. Welcome to the West Coast Project podcast for Better Call Saul. We're at episode three of season four called Open House. My name is Mike and I'm here with Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hello. We're about to meet Huell again. He's about to come in. That's him knocking on the door. Uh, But we're at Walt's uh, cool, cool bachelor pad that Skillion's bachelor pad in real life. And uh, it looks like it looks like Skyler's failed to buy this this car wash, right? And and Walt's revealed it to Saul here. Yes, it is. And and I love that uh, when Huel comes to use the restroom, the last thing that Saul was talking about was professionalism. And then when he comes back, he's like, "What were we talking about?" And Skyler says, "Professionalism." Yeah. Poor <laughs> Huel's got stomach problems, though, Kelly. He needs to use that bathroom. Yeah, I don't know what I would think if he walked in. I'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You'd try to steer him to another uh, another place? Yeah, he's a big guy. <laughs> so Skyler needs to motivate Bogdan. Uh, this was almost like the time where, uh, I forget who did it, but somebody suggested, maybe it was, was it um, Lydia suggested somebody get killed and Mike got all pissed off, but it sounds like Skyler's suggesting motivation here, but she's afraid to pull the trigger on really rough stuff. Because uh, Saul jumps right in, like, okay, what do you got? Forced tax audit, immigration raid, terrorism, direct threats of violence. He's got a whole litany of uh, options of, of motivation. Right, probably the easiest ones that most people would go for with his clientele. I liked this strategy. I liked this little story within the episode. It was the, way, the same way I liked the train heist one. It was a little episode within the episode. Right. A little adventure. It was pretty cool how they set it all up like a little sting and it, it's funny because skylar is trying to explain to saul why she doesn't like bogdan and walter's saying it's so simple we could buy any car wash in the whole state buy this one and him being a narcissist and uh she mentions that it's because she doesn't like bogdan he was disrespectful to her and talked bad about him as soon as he finds that out he's all about buying that car wash yeah, there's a little Heisenberg and Skyler, a little Skylerberg here. Yeah, yep. He's got an ego, too. It's just, you know, he's trying to get, well, let's just do something else. As soon as he finds out he's been disrespected, oh, no, we're buying that one. So later on in the episode, we see Skylar actually come up with the idea for the motivation. Um, she's obviously not going to let Saul strong arm this guy, but she's watching the soap drain out of the sink, and she gets an idea to uh, trick Bogdan into getting a good price on this car wash. 
Right. Yeah. Because I, when I was sitting there listening to them spitball, I'm like, I don't know what they're going to do. How are they going to get this car wash? So Bill Burr shows up. We get to meet him now. He shows up as some sort of government inspector poser guy. Right. <laughs> shows up with uh, Bogdan talking about wastewater problems and how chemicals are leaching into the ground outside the back of the car wash. And he's doing this with Skylar coaching him on a Bluetooth phone. Um, and that's the motivation. It was a very cool little scheme, a little scam scheme there. Right. And once again, Holly's in the car. There's a lot of situations where, where Skylar's not really being upright, and uh, Holly's always sitting there. So just another, another time where the little baby's in a precarious situation. The way, that we, the way this was written and acted was just really cool how they interspersed Skylar saying the words and then Bill Burr saying some of them. And then him finishing it and she's starting it. And it just looked like a really cool way to, to show us how they pulled the scam off. Yeah, flawless. So later on, we see Walt and Skyler, and they're waiting on the phone now to hear if Bogdan's going to offer to sell. Uh, Walt's already conceding defeat, like he thinks it's dead. But Skyler's hanging in there, and we learn that Skyler, Skyler picked off from her eBay business, man. She knows how to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the phone rings and Skyler answers it and says, "Okay, eight seventy-five. You know, I thought about it. I'm I'm slashing my price down to eight hundred. So she's exacting her little bit of revenge that you were talking about there and turning the tables. Right, because she even told him, "I just don't like you," and she knows that she's got him because who's going to buy a car wash with a bad filtration system? And they're in trouble, you know, with the water department. 5000 a day fines for not fixing it. Right. Uh, so then they celebrate with some champagne, a $300 bottle of champagne. Walt tries to take credit, but then he ultimately gives some compliments to Skylar and even Saul for find, finding Bill Burr. Yes, and then Skylar complains about how much the, the bottle was because she's saying, how are we going to buy this? You're an unemployed teacher. What are you doing buying that? So she, her, her money or her mind's always on the, the story. Yeah, she won't quite let Walt celebrate with total abandon. She has to put a little tweak into it. Right. Um, but then Skylar even agrees that Saul did some good work because Saul had the connection to, to Bill Burr. Right. So Saul gets his props too. Yeah. Uh, so what else do we see in this episode, Kelly? There was... Uh, uh, the cameras in the super lab for the first time, I think, right? Yeah, and I think that's just a, a way to get to mess with Walt's head. Uh, Gail, or, uh, Gus knows how to mess with Walt, and now he's being watched at all times, which you know is going to infuriate Walt. I also remember watching when Skylar saw that Walt had the black eye and Walt was trying to explain it. I was ready to hear the I am the danger line, but that wasn't quite in this episode. That must be somewhere in the future yet. Right, yeah, exactly. Because she, she's always assuming that, you know, are you in danger? Are you in danger? Are we safe? Uh, and then she says to go to the police, which I find ridiculous. Yeah, that's always the default, you know, let's run to the police. Uh, Ex- J- Jesse even told Walt to do that a couple times. Yep, he did. So now we meet some new people here, Kelly. We meet Charlotte Blattner, Mimi, and another name that I forget, but... Those are Marie's names as she's going klepto at these open houses. I love the line, the NASA family has been good to us. (laughs) Yeah. And how about some of her lies? 
Uh, first she's divorced with kids, then no kids, then she's got a brother in the Peace Corps, and then she's got a daughter with heart valve problems. She's just spinning these webs of lies to all these people. Yep, it's just uh, it's a way of escape. She's got a her husband was shot and he's being mad and her sister's doing whatever and she just has no one to reach out to. It's hard for me to connect this this kleptomania with a problem that it's solving, right? Because her problem is like not connection connecting with Hank very well. How does stealing little knickknacks help that? I think because it's just a a way of coping. Like if somebody was to like an addiction, so she goes to these homes and she makes up a totally different identity, uh, and maybe just the stealing of items is just kind of a rush. Do you think she? Do you think she's trying to get caught? Uh, I don't think so, because she stole those shoes uh, back before. So she may have something even before problems with Hank and uh, the tiara too. Correct. Right. So uh, she's definitely. Just uh, not all there at some points. So Hank has to call or gets a call and he has to bail her out of trouble. And he tells us or he hints that it isn't the first time that she did that. He says something like, oh, not this again. Um, and then once bailed out of trouble, she doesn't even want to go home. She just breaks down crying at the police department. Right. And this actually brings uh, Detective Tim. Uh, the guy, the gentleman that was standing with her and got her out of trouble because Hank's laid up, uh, you know, stops by his house later with a box and says, can you look through this? And, you know, Hank sloughs it off and says, no, just take it to Gomez. And he says, well, I don't want to lose, I don't want to lose credit on this. Uh, and he starts looking through the files. Uh, so now he's back on the trail. Yeah. Do you think Tim Roberts did that to to bring Hank out of his funk, like just give him some meaning, something to do? No, I, I think because he even mentioned, uh, why don't you just take it to Steve Gomez? I don't want to have anything to do with it. And he said, well, if I give it to him, it's going to get transferred to a different department and I'm going to lose all my credit for all my work. And I just want you to take a look at it. Just give me your thoughts. Hmm. Yeah. Cause that's what it actually does do. It does wake Hank up out of his f- stupid mineral hobby. Gets him to act like a detective again. Yeah, because he asks, he says, I did a favor for you, and now you can do a favor for me, and I'm just asking for you to look at it. Yeah, and this is kind of an important scene because putting Hank on the trail of the lab notes book is what ends up leading us down this way to the solution of the whole problem here. Right. Uh, so what else do we see? Jesse is still acting really dangerously. He's driving around on those carts really those go-karts like really too fast yeah he's trying to escape himself too he wants walt to come with and walt just says no that's not for me um then they ask each other if they're doing okay uh jesse says he can offer some advice on getting the shit kicked out of you um but i thought it was interesting how they checked each other out like are you doing okay how about you are you doing okay right um, their partnership is a little bit more than just a business partnership. There's still some sort of weird love between each other there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always kind of hoped that, you know, nothing terrible would happen to either one of them and that they would defend each other 
because they do make a good dynamic no matter what goes wrong. I, I always feel like they should watch out for each other. So just like Marie's getting comfort in this kleptomania, how is Jesse getting this comfort in this crazy danger that he's facing in the, the fight club going on in his house and the danger and breaking stuff? And where's his comfort? Did you, could you sort that out? I just think that it's an escape. I mean, he buys this huge stereo system uh, that's extremely loud. Then he gets the Roomba, which is kind of like a robotic roommate in a way, something to make noise and move around. And then he wants this party, and it's just too quiet. Then he goes go-karting, which he's just trying to escape uh, the thoughts that are in his head. Because, you know, he in the beginning when he was that goofy B-boy, he really wasn't, you wouldn't peg him as a murderer. And now there's all these deaths. Uh, and now he's killed somebody directly, and he just can't handle it. Yeah, his head's twisted. Mm-hmm. So he's literally throwing money at people, throwing his money away. Um, and then we see Tyrus is watching all this from a, from outside the house. Right. I didn't like Tyrus. <laughs> you never liked him? No. There was never much of a reason to like him. Yeah, Victor was annoying, but he was still likable. But I don't. There's something about Tyrus that doesn't sit right. I don't like. Just don't like him. I didn't like him either. I don't know why. There was just. I don't know. I, there's not a lot to dislike about him, but there was just nothing to like about him. Maybe that was it. Right. What's interesting too, if you want to talk music for a second, is when Jesse gets home from work and he's walking up. And he uh, comes into the house, and the the party has gone into a a fever pitch. People are freaking out. They're high. They're picking at their scabs. You can just tell everything's real sped up since he's been gone. Um, And there's a song playing in the background, and it's by Fever Ray, which is the artist, called If I Had a Heart. Uh, And it's an excellent song. Yeah, there's some wild stuff going on in that house. There's one guy just ranting and raving. Yeah, I wanted to kick that kid. (laughs) Well, he kept throwing that ball against the wall or whoever was doing that, and he was ranting on about nothing. He was Uh, talking about zombie attacks and how zombies being pressed through a chain-link fence, and somebody somebody was saying that that might have been a uh, reference to The Walking Dead where they had the zombies getting pushed through. They're kind of pushing through each other as a crowd. They were pushing up against a chain-link fence and... Forcing their flesh to go through the, the wire. Yeah, possibly they. There are those theories that the, the two shows are connected somehow. Both AMC, right? Right. So open house is obviously the Marie thing with going to open houses and stealing the stuff, and then Jesse's house is open for anybody and anyone who wants to come and have fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're even stealing from him. They're running past him with his toaster and some other stuff, and he just, uh, nothing can click him back into reality. So that's it for episode three of season four, Open House. Uh, Our website is West Coast Project, and the podcast is Better Call Saul. My Twitter handle is at scathing tweets. Kelly, what's your Twitter? BRBA underscore fun facts. And you have a couple websites too, right? I do. Breaking Bad Fun Facts on Instagram, Better Call Saul Fun Facts on Instagram, and Breaking Bad Fun Facts on Facebook. All right, awesome. And we'll put all those links in the show notes. So that's it for episode three. Episode four is bullet points. Uh, Like we said, Saul's in every episode of season four, so four is the next one. 
And uh, we'll do that next time. I'll look forward to talking to you then, Kelly. Sounds good.